Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting where today I'm going to be talking about this statement. Kids, you'll thank me later. So the big question is this. How are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about the statement, kids, you'll thank me later. So I don't know what it was that I was sharing with my son just a few days ago, but what did stand out for me is me saying to him, you're going to thank me later for all of these discipline. You'll thank me later for these lessons. And, you know, in classic seven-year-old style, in his frustration of daddy coaching him, mentoring him, parenting him, right? Things that aren't necessarily fun, but are necessary so that our children grow up to be productive members of society, regardless of how much we enjoy or dislike doing this. And he says, uh, Dad, when am I going to thank you? And I looked him dead in the eye. I said, I don't know. But hopefully it's going to be before you're my age. And he kind of like looked. I said, listen, the lessons I'm teaching you now and the things I'm sharing with you and the boundaries that I'm creating and the structure I'm creating is all going to pay off one day. And right now it's not fun. But a life without boundaries and a life without structure leads to a life of chaos and unpredictability. And if you don't know what your day looks like every single day, and you don't have structure in your life, I can't expect you to create that for yourself moving forward. So when daddy creates boundaries or creates structure, and then I enforce that when you step outside those boundaries, you know, that's just my job as a parent. But first, I must create those boundaries. So parents, it's not fun creating boundaries. Definitely not fun creating empty promises, right? There's a lot of parents out there that says, if you do this, you're not going to get X, Y, Z. And as soon as the kid does it, and as soon as you don't follow through on that consequence, your child starts to not trust. This is what I just said. Doesn't believe or trust what it is that you're saying. So then they test again. And you fail the parenting test of creating a boundary and enforcing it when they go through it. And then there's chaos in your home. And your child doesn't listen to what you say. I don't know why I can't get this child to listen. Well, it's because you don't create a structure. You don't create boundaries. You do not enforce consequences because children thrive 
desire, want, structure, and predictability in their life. And you're developing a new predictability in their life when you're not following through on consequences. I don't have to pay the price that mom or dad says because whatever they say doesn't go. I remember when I was about nine or 10 and my mom, single mom, great intentions, strict in a lot of ways, but probably didn't have the energy or was around enough because she was provided for the family as a single mom to enforce her rules. So I remember at 10, she wanted to give me like a certain bedtime. My mom, for various reasons, liked to work the graveyard shift. And so she wasn't there at bedtime. And I remember her just laying into me and like really like, you need to do this and if you don't do that, you're gonna do this. And I thought to myself, at 10 years old, I've never had a bedtime. Why are you gonna try and create one for me now? Like why, why all of a sudden you're gonna create this rule that I need to abide by when it's never been in place before? And if I had that thought at 10 years old, and I had the ability to have that thought at 10 years old, and there was no structure in certain areas of my life, why would I, what are your kids doing at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 60, when all of a sudden, you want to now start imposing structure. I just had an interesting, interesting conversation with a father uh, 10 minutes ago. And we just started, I, I saw him at the school and he was headed into the office. I said, you got to go to the principal's office again? And he's like, oh yeah, you know, always, always got to get sent to the principal's office. We were just kind of joking. And, and uh, he was there for an award ceremony for his kid. And I... He said something interesting to me and I'm going to share it with you because probably it's the mentality of a lot of people and in my book uh, be the dad you wish you had I always say there's a chapter in there that says speak to them as if they understand now like I don't wait until my son's a certain age before I start teaching him certain principles of life and he says, I'm just now, and he said, I'm just now starting to explain to my kids why I do what I do. And I thought to myself, maybe they're not ready to receive it now, or maybe you should have been doing that since day one. Like I tell my kids and I've been called out in public and by friends are like, why are you using that type of those words with your kid do they understand us not my choice to understand when they understand when i think it's time for them to understand it may be way past have you ever been around kids and and you just say whoa they understand so much so if i went by my judgment of what i think they understand it'd probably be too late so i've always spoken to my children as if they're young adults i speak to them on my level not on what I think their level is. And I think they're going to thank me later for that. Right? They're not going to know any better. They're going to know words. Uh, it's economics week at school with my son right now. 
And uh, he came home and they're supposed to either have a business, be a producer or a consumer. They had that first choice. And if you're going to be a producer, you need to have a product or a service. So my son's product or actually his service is kind of a fortune teller. They use that as an example. He has a magic eight ball that he loves and he asks it yes or no questions and he gets a kick out of it answering dumb things like unlikely or I'm not sure about that or yes or no or or highly probable. Like these are the answers that it comes up with and he cracks up. I said, why don't you give your friends the opportunity to ask it two questions for a, for a dollar? I said, multiple things happen here. You're not having to create anything. You don't have to create a product. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. I said, you'll have a long line and it's quick, right? You don't have to give them anything. You're just letting them ask a question. They're going to get a kick out of it just like you. And I, I said, the lowest price point, which was a, a, a dollar in their school dollars, uh, they're the Braves, so they're called Braves Bucks. You get to go to the lowest. They, they could charge between one and five Braves bucks. I said, just go to the lowest end and give people two questions. People will want because they're getting more bang for their buck. So he comes home and he starts telling me everybody else's business in the school and all of his friends and what business they're doing. And he's like, you know, that's going to take a lot of time. People aren't going to want that or he's going to have to do a lot of work or some kids are like baking brownies, dad. Like, they're getting Braves bucks. They're not getting real money. It costs real money to get the the, the brownie mix and this and that. And what are we going to get with the... And he's just running down why some of their businesses will not work. And here's the funny thing is, he's seven years old and he's right. Why? Because at four years old, I really started pouring into him on simple business practices. Supply and demand. We, we talk about location, location, location in a business. We talk about advertisement and all the stuff he sees on the streets. I said, what do you see more of? McDonald's, Coca-Cola, this or that? And he analyzed it and said, and every time he comes up and I'll be like, McDonald's is the number one franchise in the world. Why? Because they tell people about themselves. Coca-Cola is the number one soft drink company in the world. Why? Because you see it everywhere. They tell people to drink Coca-Cola. And so if you want people to buy your lemonade, what do you need to do? I need to make signs and I need to tell them. Absolutely. He'll thank me later for these lessons. See, whether you're disciplining them or pouring into them, they'll thank you later as long as you're parenting them. So continue to parent, continue to love. And as exhausting as it could possibly be, just know if you don't do it, they may not thank you later. There's nothing to thank you for. But if you do it, you do it to the best of your ability and you do it consistently, down the road, they're going to look at you and say, thank you for being the best parent you could have possibly been. Because I know that's my message to my mom. As many things as she could have done wrong or had done wrong, I focus on the things she did right. And again, I, I'm sure I've shared this and I'll share it here at the end. My ultimate goal for my children or for my parenting journey is for my children, my adult children to respect me. And if I make more good choices than bad for myself, for my family, 
for my children, for my wife, then I believe that I will succeed in that journey. See you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com now and get it while it's free.